Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 75 of the Own the Moment podcast. My name is TJ Lasig. I'm one of the co-founders here at OTM, and it is Run It Back week. I've got the fresh haircut. I've got the low clock. We're ready to fire on all cylinders tonight. With me, as always, we've got Justin. Justin, what's going on? God, you are feeling it. You just see yourself in a camera with a good haircut, and you just got this extra pep in your step. Love it. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I've gotten some... Let's see. We had birthday packs. I didn't win one of those. We got a trip in Milwaukee. I didn't win one of those, but uh, it's okay. Thursday's coming. I'm feeling it. I got three chances at the queue. Worst case scenario, I'm getting an archive pack. How are we doing? Oh, yeah. It's a great week ahead. And for a great week, we've got a very special guest. This is a man that is deep into the Top Shot streets, putting together some excellent content over on YouTube along with us and uh, basically coming out with multiple videos every single week. We have TST Top Shot Talk with us tonight. What's going on, my man? How's it going? Uh, really, thanks for having me on here. I've uh, been a big fan. Uh, you guys were one of the first pods that I listened to way, way, way back in February. So it's an honor to be on here and happy to talk some Top Shot with you guys. Feels like an eternity ago. I think you're you're now the second Canadian to to be a guest here. We had LG on from First Mint. I think uh, this makes you Canadian number two. So oh, Let's go. <laughs> We've had all right. I'll, uh, kinda, no, we, we've had Veerman. Veerman's up there too. Oh, yeah. Canada too. Um, Toronto, yeah. There's a lot of Canadians in the Top Shot Streets. I love it. We got a ton of Canadians, and it makes the, that Raptor set really uh, yeah. <laughs> a little more hard to get. Awesome. I think, I think so. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been to a Raptor game or two. Uh, I went to a playoff game when they play the Cavs a while back. I think of all of like you know. Over the past, I'd say five or so years, you've got a lot of these arenas are trying to like build experiences outside of the stadium too. And I think the Raptors have, without a doubt, the coolest name for the area outside: Jurassic Park. We like, also it doesn't. We also that? we also started it too. Like uh, most other places, copied it after us. That uh, I'm pretty sure we started that whole outdoor thing. Um, other places have uh, definitely uh, kind of maybe perfected or whatnot because we, it's not actually a great area it looks awesome on tv but it's super narrow it's like a narrow street so like it'll go back for blocks sometimes but it's not that great from a viewing standpoint like milwaukee has a pretty awesome one at their new stadium too that's outdoor or deer district but um it does look sweet on tv deer district just doesn't have the same thing as jurassic park though no. like come on it's it's great and uh yeah i mean and Nice thing about basketball is a lot of the year, I mean, I guess the second half, you get the better weather because you definitely don't want to be up in Toronto for uh, when the season's kind of starting. Um, yeah, because in Tampa, we've got uh, you know, lightning um, play and they've got like a, a Thunderbolt area and it's always fun to do. People bring the lawn chairs and stuff. But uh, hey, prop, prop to Canada, though, for starting the way, though, because without a doubt, you guys take advantage of the weather when it is nice more than just about anyone else. Like, I mean, your country, it's a Chicago of the United States. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, it, it definitely makes you appreciate the warmer weather all the other time. So. Yeah. Like yeah, happy happy there, Thanksgiving. Justin, Justin's got the, the Florida weather. I do, but, uh, it is Canadian Thanksgiving today. Um, so I don't know the backstory. What is, about yeah. That, what does that entail? What is, uh, t turkey dinner, basically okay. pretty similar, just no football tradition, really. I mean, we get football because we do it. We, uh, our holidays on the Monday. So you either do the dinner on the Sunday or the Monday. And then, uh, other than that, there's no like huge difference, you know, turkey dinner is the big thing. 
Do you have any backstory where these white men and these American or Canadian Indians became best friends and they shared corn over the table that it's completely fabricated and really it was a lot of, yeah. Not, not quite, but uh, I, I don't know, like there's not really much story to it in, in that regards. I don't think they try to hide it that much, but you know, that same kind of thing kind of trickled in. We have, you know, as dark of a history up here as down there with there. So uh, we just didn't, I don't think had as much of a, a story to tell and pretend that things were all right, but we had just as, just as bad going on up here. So. Oh, love it. Love it. Well, yeah, we're going to get into everything about running back tonight. We're going to talk, you know, a little bit about NFL and Dapper some more, talk through the throat flow verse, open up some packs, of course, at the end, spinning the wheel, all of that good stuff. But uh, first, TST, I'd like to, you to give a little intro to the people of kind of how you got involved in the, the Top Shot space. I don't, I don't know that I've personally heard your story, but uh, you've got a very successful channel and such going now. So if you want to just talk... I know you're a basketball fan, how you got into Top Shot and uh, how you got where you are today. Yeah, so I guess I'm one of the kind of the the waves that came through like strictly basketball fandom. Uh, wasn't into crypto or other NFTs or anything like that. Wasn't one of the DFS uh, people that came in through, uh, who is it, uh, Bales, Bales or whatever. Um, I came, I first heard about it on the Ringer NBA show with uh, Kevin O'Connor um, and I heard about it once they brought it up. Verno brought it up. Okay. I heard about it. That sounds pretty cool. Didn't act on it. They brought it up a second time. I'm like, okay, I got to check this out. So I went on it, blah, blah, blah. I started looking at it. And this was like a couple of weeks before cool cats won. And then, you know, I think a stress test was coming or cool cats one was coming. So I'm like, okay, I, I want my, I, cause it was just the cues were a shit show, right? There was no cue. It was like uh, just mash the button thing. And I was like, I can't not have my credit card already set up because that might make me miss. So I'm going to make a purchase first. So I think I brought, bought like a Fred Van Vliet for like $2. It was like his 15 K and I bought that. And I remember looking, I'm like, I have the highest sale. Like I got ripped off. I bought this for $2. Like I was like, I got ripped off. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, whatever. I just wanted my credit card in there so that I can get my pack and it would be good or whatever. Uh, I think the first pack I got, if it wasn't a stress test, it was that cool cats one, but it was like the messed up way because like they did it in two drops. It was like such a shit show that they emailed some people and were like, actually we reserved a pack. So, so I didn't actually, I wasn't actually successful. I got like it through that way. I uh, got that pack, opened it up, and I was pretty much hooked from then on. Uh, I have a bunch of friends that are in like uh, computer science and stuff, and they're all wa- working tech jobs. And I was like, man, like there's not that many people making content or whatever. Did some digging around. Then I ended up finding that, you know, Evaluate Market was around. You guys weren't around yet. You guys were just uh, doing the pod and everything. And I was like, okay, there's already some sites. I was like, but there's not really anyone on YouTube making just like informative videos. Like there was a lot of shows, like you guys were around uh, the first mint LG was doing his show. Uh, other people were still like on Twitch streaming, but Jen was doing like her weekly updates. Um, Fleo was like blogging. And then all the other was just like, this is how you're going to get rich. And it was all like other YouTubers just being like, you know, I hundred X watch me go from $10 to a million dollars and all this. And I was just like, no one's actually like talking about like the cool things that are going on or like the market in itself. They're just saying like, watch me do this and watch me get rich. So like I just made a video and like it was 
not, it was like half a joke. I sent it to my friends that I talked to him about and like, I didn't even tell them I did it. I just sent them the, the link and then they just lost it in our group chat because they thought, find it hilarious. And I'm like pretty shy and reserved guy. So like me doing this is like, like the last list of people that they thought would have been doing it. Um, I'm a teacher. It was my March break. So I like started making videos on my March break, like kind of like I put one out every day or every two days at that point. And I was like, nah, like this, this isn't going to pick up. I'm just going to stop after this. And then like, I was like, okay, if I get this many views, I'll do another. And then it started rolling. And then I was like, okay, if I get 500 subscribers by the end of the month, I'll keep doing this. And then I was already at a thousand and I was like, okay, now I'm just obsessed. Now I have to, now I have to keep doing it. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, okay, I guess uh, this is what I'm doing. So, um, a lot to the the girlfriend wifey's chagrin. Uh, I've been doing it since. And uh, my favorite is that in the story he mentioned Mark March break because I guess down in the United States we call it spring break because it's actually starting to get warm. But for you guys, it's just like no, it's it's just March. Maybe we, maybe in May it'll get warm. But we go on we go on ski trips on our March break. <laughs> right. Yes. <yeah, laughs> so. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you know, and I remember from like the early days, I think the thing that stood out to me the most about your videos was it was more just, I think, the simplistic nature, like your ability just to kind of break things down on a very like, hey, so here's what's going on. Here's what I think about it. And not like telling people what to do and definitely not like a, hey, showcasing or as you're saying, like that get rich. But it was just the kind of, and you know, I didn't put it together at the time, but it makes sense. Oh, look, this is a teacher. This is someone who for a job knows how to take complex subjects and explain them and simplify them so that I can more easily digest them. And uh, so natural or not, like I'm sure that had an impact on your just kind of storytelling and ability to create these videos. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, it for sure helped. And it might've also helped that I'd, you know, I'd done online teaching for a year and had to, so like, who knows, maybe that was why I was a little like more comfortable in front of the camera and everything as well. So, but yeah, definitely, uh, explaining uh math or science to you know teenagers that are half asleep uh might have been uh, some of the reasons that uh i was uh, all right at this i guess have you ever used like a top shot case study marketplace game dynamics game theory dynamics in your classes and your teachings no i i've used basketball often okay um even if it's just like something like coming up for like context or names in like a math problem or something when I'm writing a test. Um, I also, what I did when I was like, maybe like last like April or so, my judgment of like, if Top Shot was actually mainstream or not was whether or not uh, the students knew about it. Um, So these are kids that are talking to me about daily fantasy basketball. They're talking to me about basketball. They think it's cool that I'm into basketball and everything. And none of them ever knew about top shot and i had like one kid that i was like just let me know if a kid ever mentions nba top shot to and they're like didn't even like they went to the website didn't even understand it nothing and i was just like if you ever hear about this just let me know because i just want to know because when they get when it gets to them then it's actually mainstream and never heard anything there was one that i knew like another person told the kid about it and that's why but it wasn't like he found out through the kids and no one else knew about it so like once kids are talking about, it, that's when I think it's actually gone mainstream because these are the same kids that you know are, are playing 2K and into all those different things. There you this go. Is, this is the strat- Steve's got the strategy down here for sure. 
<laughs> it's day. weird that there's always Lots movies on pack drop days. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> Direct correlation. If there's a pack drop, it's movie day. Yeah, you yeah. know, you always have to have a you always have to have a movie on hand for stress tests. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mean, well. Hey, I, yeah, I heard you saying on the show that you believe you and John Boy say there might be a stress test over the next couple of days to get ready for the queue. So make sure you got that movie ready. Yeah, that's it. All right, here we go, everyone. We've got running back coming to you on Thursday. Going to be three queues starting at 1 p.m. Eastern time. $169 to purchase, minting to $990, which it was the, the previous running back was to $275. And then we also had the announcement of the new archive set where we're basically going to get common moments that are from both this year's run it back year and the previous run it back sets. So uh, there's some implications there when it comes to things like completing the team sets. But uh, yeah, here's what we're looking at. Of course, whenever it comes to a pack drop, the big question is always around collector score requirements. So we have the priority queue, which is a collector score of 10,000. That's at 1 o'clock Eastern time. We then have priority queue number two, 2,500 collector score. That will be two hours later, so at 3 o'clock Eastern. And then we have the general queue, just the 100 collector score needed. That'll be at 5 p.m. Eastern time. So uh, here we go, kicking off the season the right way. Obviously got some big names in the mix here. We've got AI, we've got Shaq, we've got T-Mac, D-Wade, a lot of other legends in the mix here. Uh, what do you guys think? Ready, Rookie ready CP3? for running back? Rookie CP3. CP3 wow. That's still, yeah, uh, I guess I, 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 he doesn't come to my mind first just because we already have CP3, but yeah, yeah Rookie CP3, definitely a big one too. And, so, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, we're, we're, we're like, Hopshot has done an improved job at this communication. There are still some things that we do not know, and it seems like a little of it is just by design. And a little of it is, for whatever reason, it just hasn't been made clear or announced. Um, so, for example, we don't know how many moments are going to be in the archive. Um, we're not sure the exact circulation count. We have a range of around 10, 20K. Um, we don't know, you know how many or the players and such. And then I think just a weird dynamic around, and I guess hopefully we'll learn more before Thursday. Um, otherwise, we're just going to be doing it on the fly. But where, when do we get these archive packs? How do we get these archive packs? If I prior, if I qualify for a priority queue, the top priority queue, am I guaranteed one, or do I then have the same chance of getting one as anyone else in the general queue? If you know there are more than the whatever 134k or how many people like uh, end up getting in line for after the first two of the general queue, I don't know. Um, TST, have you guys have you thought about this? Like, do you have perspective, or are you just kind of on the wait and see approach here? Um, for the archive packs. Uh, they must be coming just after the general queue, just from a logistics standpoint. If they were to do it after the first or prioritize them, if you get a pack later on, then you shouldn't have that rebound archive pack. So uh, my assumption is just that it's it's coming in that general queue. Um, but based on the number of people that have been showing up for pack drops, um, I'm pretty sure most people will end up with one. Um, and that's awesome for you know everyone as... You know, because these packs are going to be pretty cool too, I think. Um, and so to get everyone to experience those packs at the same time uh, will be a lot of fun. It's going to be wild on the marketplace with so many new players coming in. Some of the, you know, some of 
these are the players that people grew up with and fell in love with basketball maybe during the, this era and whatnot. So it's going to be pretty cool, I think. But I would assume that they're just coming after that general queue to whoever's the next ones in line. And then if you look at the bottom there, it, it does say that hey, the general queue is when those 90,000 archive packs will come. Um, so I don't believe there's going to be any preferential treatment for if you qualify. Um, yeah, so as, uh, as Steve mentioned down here, and as that, it does say in the text there, so those 90,000 will come in the general queue. Uh, I do not believe there is going to be any advantage for if you you know were in priority queue, on priority queue too, and now you're in general queue. But yeah, TSD, as you said, uh, what I mean, so I think it's a hundred, I don't know, 32, 54, 144, so something around 140k, uh, would have to you know get in line and be want, willing to buy these. I would imagine that anyone who does line up will have the opportunity to at worst get an archive pack, and uh, there's a lot of run it back as well, like, there's a decent chance that. You know, if you end up in any of the queues, you're going to be able to get, especially if you have a chance of getting one of the priority queues, uh, you have a pretty good chance of getting one of these running backs. And of course, got to plug the, the collector score calculator here. So if you're looking to, to kind of get eligible for priority queue number one or number two, definitely head on over to otmnft.com. Check out the collector score if you're logged into your account. All let's, you have to do is enter. Let's make this. Let's make this fun, TJ. Is there anyone yeah. in chat that doesn't have the 10K that is trying to decide, like, if you want to, if you're close or something? If there's anyone that, hey, maybe you're close to getting the 10K or getting to that other priority queue, and you haven't used this yet, you're not sure if you want, put your name in chat. What we'll do is we'll plug you in. Um, can you do it for some? I guess you can't do it for someone uh, else. I can't do it for someone else. Good. We could do the like, scores, but it'll me. be it'll be based on my. It'll be yours. Collection. That's fine. But, yeah. That's fine. That's... Um, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. My idea doesn't work then because of that, but yeah. Um, I mean, so, you know, at a base level, if you're at 2,500 and you want to get to the 10,000, you just type in the score that you want, click on the calculate button, and then what we do is oh, – I'm already, I'm already there. So that doesn't work for out me. Of zero. <laughs> out of zero. Out of zero. Too, too too high of a collector score to to really see. Yeah, so there we go. If I want to get all the way up to here, it's going to show you the most efficient ways to do so. Pretty much every time, what that has to do is finding the most convenient teams for you to stack, and then basically continuing to buy moments from those teams. Because once you've completed the team set, you then get the collector score bonus for each additional moment that you add. So uh, definitely a useful tool. And then, you know, you don't always have to just go with the cheapest one. You can look at the different options and then kind of decide which route you want to take for your personal choice. Right. And I mean, just at a high level, it's just an example, but I think it's decent to show. So theoretically here, you're at 2,500 and then we're including a marketplace bonus of 5,000. So obviously that comes into play here. But for you to get that extra 2,500, you need to spend, it looks like here we're saying 1,200 to also then... Uh, because you have the marketplace bonus baked in. That's why I think the beauty of this is, is being able to customize it for your own account because this may not work for you because TJ already has six magic or six Pelicans or six rockets and such. And he already has the 5,000 marketplace spent. Uh, but all you gotta do, it's completely free for everyone. So just make an account um, and then just go to the collector score. And I saw S. Hutchinson in there, um, I think was referencing his name earlier, or see Clutchinson. Take a look at it, Jordan. Uh, let us know. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's 
it really is a value add uh, from all the experience that people have said, just, hey, this just it. I didn't know I was so close to completing it or to getting to that next level until I actually saw this. And uh, I think otherwise, you can definitely increase your collector score, but you're not doing it the most efficient way. Yeah. Seeing just a couple of questions in the chat. Yes, it includes the marketplace bonus. So if you're logged into your account, it'll show your collector score. And then it will also show your pack drop collector score, which adds on any of the bonuses that you may have. So you can see that I'm getting 5,100 and I guess we don't get a cool cats bonus anymore. RIP and LL auto bid to every single pack drop. It was fun while it lasted. And uh, yeah, so this will be personalized to your collection. And like Justin said, you'll see diff likely see different teams than me just because of the breakdown of the moments that you already have existing. There you go. Like Billy was saying, use the tool. Um, it's without a doubt, I think the most just valuable uh, thing going into um, going into pack drops just for people to kind of easily see where they need to get to. And then you combine it with something like, you know, um, you know, John Boy has done some great stuff in his with regards to like expected value. Uh, I feel that these are all going to be substantially, uh, you know, hi highly valuable. Um, I think we're looking at something in the range of uh, north of 400 when I was doing a quick estimate there. It's hard to tell right now because we don't truly know what are in these packs too. Um, but it is it is a very valuable um, you know, pack if you're able to. Um, but then you got to start bake into account is how many people are actually going to get into line. What are your chances, likelihood of getting it? What are your versus your likelihood if you just go in the general queue, et cetera? Um, there's, there's a lot of, lot, lot of things that can come into play. Yeah, yeah. And then last thing, Jose asked if I, does the additional marketplace bonus take into account? Yes. So, so as you purchase a new moment, you get an additional marketplace bonus. That is all factored into the calculation here. So we, uh, and I see Neil in the chat. Yes. All of those are included. Sorry. I think I cut you off DSD. Uh, yeah, no, I was just going to say, uh, I, I really appreciate this tool from a amount of DMS I get, uh, for people asking me to help them or whatnot. So it, not only, you know, it's, it's one thing to just, you know, send people and tell them to log in and be like, okay, this is the most cost effective, but then it makes my job a lot easier when I'm explaining their different options, whether it's, you know, just per pursue a, you know, series two bonus because it'll never go away. Uh, do you have a favorite team? Do you have, you know, of these teams? So I always use it to show them what are the cheapest S2 teams to do. And then, you know, if you want specific to your account, I tell them to just log in. It tells them that. And then, you know, I can just like lay the strategy on top of that. So it saved me a lot of time answering the, <laughs> my DM. So, so I do appreciate that, that you guys made this tool. Um, also, what I would like to say is that can we hit the like button? Uh, the thing that I hate oh, to do the yes. most when I'm live streaming is ask for people to hit the like button. So when I'm a guest, I make sure that I tell them all to hit that like button. We need to do that. And if you're listening on the pod, make sure that you rate uh, and review and subscribe to the pod because that is where I first listened to OTM. Uh, so make sure you're doing that because uh, I hate, you know, showing that when I'm doing it. So I make sure I do it when I'm a guest. What a hero. What a hero. True I was professional. Listening. I was listening to one of yours in the car with a wife in, and you even referenced the Friday night, I think it was your most recent one, about how uh, using the wife and the pain and the agony that we force upon them by taking these time to do these streams. And the least we can do is get a like out of you people. Come on. You know, I think, though, 
I think you, your Canadian audience, they're just so nice. They're just willing to just hand over those likes. TJ, he's got to ask these people to smash the like button and get off, button and get off island and stuff. Just nice little gentle tap. Hit the like button, everyone. <laughs> Do it now, right now. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm, I've gotten bad at chilling. I need to, to get back on the chill train, but appreciate it, TST. So there we go. Collector score calculator. A little bit of a tangent there. But I do think that it's a, a very valuable tool when it comes to the pack drops. And uh, just, you know, even if you're you're unsure, it's good to look at and just check out what your different options are. All right. What else do we want to cover with with run it back here? Um, I'm just pumped for it. No, I mean, I, I still don't think we're going to get a Kobe. I still, you know... Right. And TSD seems to be in agreement. We kind of talked about this last time. I just don't think they come out so strong with the D weight at the beginning and then starting these like kind of slow waterfall release of the moments and stuff. Like the timing just doesn't work. I know some people are still hopeful and optimistic, but I guess I'm just saying this, like reserve those expectations. It's likely not going to happen. I think sometime down the road, we'll very hopefully get a Kobe moment, but uh, I don't think it's going to happen now. So um, just manage those expectations. TST, what moments are you most excited for from this run it back set? Um, like, I think it's going to be kind of those like weird ones you don't think of. Just like to go back to like remembering watching so much basketball during that era and everything, and just, just be like, oh, I forgot about that player was on that team. Obviously, it won't necessarily be the the players I want to pull in my pack unless I have like a specific attachment to them. But I think like just you know seeing that random like fifth guy on a team that you were like didn't really think of when you thought of the season as a whole, but you're like, Oh yeah, I remember watching that guy or whatever. I think that'll just be fun uh, with those and probably will be more in the archive moments. So maybe I'm a little more uh, excited for those. Um, but from a like run it back perspective, like this, the stars are what like attracts us for these. There's not like one in particular. I'm, I'll be interested to see uh, if they choose Gary Payton or not. Um, I have a feeling that that might be like the hall of famer they haven't mentioned and they put him in. Um, you can probably make the argument that they should hold off and have his top shot debut with the Sonics, but considering he won the championship that year, they might try to kind of paint that picture. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get him and I'd, I guess I'd be a little disappointed if we got him. I'd love it to be, you know, maybe back in the day with Sean Kemp instead. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm just, I think it's going to be those like more fringe players that kind of get me excited to even like just remember those times. Yeah. So in that season, there were five 51 point games. Uh, Kobe had two, LeBron had one, Dirk had one, and the fifth was Vince Carter. Do you think we get another Vince Carter one? And what impact do we think that has to the, the final shot? Um, so I think we definitely get a Vince Carter one. I mean, I hope we get the Alonzo morning dunk. Um, he also had the crazy 360 layup. He had some other crazy dunks. That was when, you know, he miraculously was no longer injured and all of a sudden could jump like the slam dunk contest again, once he was no longer in Toronto, um, still a little bitter. Uh, but, uh, I, I don't know that it'll affect that last shot too much. Um, that's interesting from both like a historic standpoint, you know, the whole top shot debut and all that. And then also just the, the team bonus perspective, that's going to be a bottleneck. And 
you know, his moment's not going to be with Atlanta and he's not getting another one with Atlanta anytime soon. So I think that one holds value. And um, I think that moment's a little overrated to, to be honest. Um, uh, it'll be interesting to see how we look back on this whole bubble thing. Um, if we do look at that as like, oh, that was such an amazing time and that does add value, then yes, that moment is maybe accurately uh, rated right now. But I don't know, like they all stop playing the game and just let him <laughs> shoot. I don't know. From a basketball highlight, it's not that amazing. From a historic standpoint, yes. And Vince Carter is super popular and I get it. But once other Vince Carter moments are out there, then um, I think from a highlight perspective that did not show off Vince Carter. <laughs> Yeah. Do you, um, are you a full set owner for the Raptors? Do yeah, you believe we're going to see a uh, Villanueva? Cause he had a, what, I think he had a 48 point game during all this and uh, he only had one year with Toronto. So that could be a very interesting one where if he, you know, whether it's an run it back or an archive, um, a, it becomes, as you mentioned, like a bottleneck, it becomes for just that one year, but also he did have a 48 point game. Like that's a pretty legit deal. Yeah, it was Charlie V's uh, rookie, rookie season. Right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it could be pretty uh, pretty sought after. Um, we were talking before, you know, that, you know, the Raptors full set, there's tons of Canadians on top shot. So um, any sort of bottleneck for the Raptors team set could get pretty uh, competitive. Um, I wouldn't mind a Charlie Villanueva moment. Uh, I'd be upset if it was the, the run it back, I think. Um, I mean, the obvious choice is that they pick Chris Bosch. I'm not huge in that. I would really want to collect that. I'd rather like, a, you know, a Alvin Williams or someone else um, from a Raptors fan perspective. But um, the Charlie Villanueva, because he had that big game rookie, you know, they could they sense. could squeeze it in there. I think it makes sense. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, only what, like three this. more days. I like this. I like I like that take of some of the like players moments that were just gonna be like, oh, I remember that guy. That was fun times. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be fun. Looking forward to it. All right, I think that's everything on the run it back front. So we have run it back, Justin, and then we have something called rake back. And there was uh, some some rake back talk. May or may not Twitter be called streets. rake back. May or not may not be exactly. To specify. So what's uh wanted to to dive a little bit into to the whole rake back or I should put that in quotations rake back situation because an interesting tweet thread from from El Dumba. I'll go ahead and I can pull that up if I can find it. I should have already found it, but I don't have it yet. But uh, let me kick it to you, Justin, while I pull that up. Yeah. So um. At a high level, I think it kind of just it feels like it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, but Luke, one of the great community reps, newer community reps for Top Shot, has done a fantastic job. Uh, has been very active in the community, and I think uh, is you know well respected, well liked by everyone, or you know by almost everyone. Um, and so he put out a Twitter thread over this past weekend. Um, I think it was Friday, Saturday, um, but he basically gets a bit. I don't know, technical uh, with his definitions and starts talking about rake back and wants us to kind of, basically he's trying to like lower expectations or caution us that we shouldn't be calling it rake back, that it's not really rake back, that it's actually rake comes from the poker phrase, which implies taking like a fee and usually um, a fee from hands and stuff, which is actually capped and stuff. And I didn't really understand why we're getting to such logistics, 
but it does feel like they, the, the Dapper Labs, the Top Shot team, knows that not too long ago, a few months back, they said that Rakeback would come before Run It Back series. And because Run It Back is coming Thursday, I think they kind of had, uh, you know, Aldumbo put this out as a bit of a preventative measure, knowing that, hey, we have Run It Back. We already told people that we were going to have this. I'm going to just keep using the phrase rake back because that's what it's not, you know, colloquially become known as. Um, and so when obviously it's clear that's not going to be coming before Thursday, um, this thread kind of came in the place of what I would have hoped and rather, and I think the, the main reaction that the community gave from what I was, you know, reading and getting, feeling the temperature of is if you're going to change it and you're not going to provide this rake back before running back, obviously that's not ideal when you said you would, but explain that you're not going to and explain why. And just be honest, just be transparent. But trying to get into this conversation of, well, it's not actually rake back. We shouldn't call it rake back. It doesn't actually have to do with poker and stuff. Like, I don't think that was that valuable of a conversation when at the end of the day, people just want an expectation for what they should expect. And if it was just a mistake and things have changed and there no longer is this or it's going to be delayed or whatever that is, I think it would have been just more, it would have been better received if people just have a better understanding of, you know, why did we make the initial expectation that would come before it would come during summer and it would come before run it back? What has changed and what should we expect going forward? I think those are the three key points that people really care about. Um, and I think this one just kind of landed on a bit of deaf ears when rather than actually discussing those three elements, it's more of just discussing the technicalities of whether or not we should call it rake back and what, I don't know. Yeah, it was interesting. Agreed. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see if, if something of this form does still come eventually. I think if it does, it will, will definitely be a nice little stimulus into the marketplace. Can we go but, to the uh, top of it? And I, I just want to yeah. read through it. So then for people that might have missed it or people that are kind of following in the podcast later. All right. So Top Shot is at L Dumbo TS. Um, and it's Let's have a little thread talking about rake back in parentheses. First, let's define a rake. It's the scaled commission fee taken by a card room operating a poker game. It's generally two and a half to 10% of the pot in each poker hand up to a predetermined maximum amount. NBA Top Shot has a 5% seller's fee. It's paid by the seller, not every collector in the transaction, aka players in the pot. Likewise, it doesn't have a predetermined maximum amount. It's a flat 5% fee. We shouldn't call that rake. This is different to how rake functions. This might sound pedantic, but being clear in these terms help establish, helps establish a new collector's understand and stay aligned on these topics. Since we don't have rake at NBA Top Shot, we shouldn't use the term rake back. We simply don't have any rake to give back. But I thought the rake back was coming in quotes. Okay, hold up. Here's what Roham said. Just like many marketplaces or exchanges, you should potentially receive a portion of the credit up to 5% back in sort of credits that you can then spend on other moments or otherwise. And also... The important thing here is to make sure any economic effects are positive and sustainable. So you'll see us being patient in terms of finding the exact right time to go live with bonuses and incentives. So what am I wanting to highlight here? Quite simply, that some form of bonuses or incentives or credit to collectors is coming, as said by Rahul himself, and it will be retroactive, but we haven't laid out more specific or concrete details of how that will look. So why do I care about using rate back as a term? It's because it's both a misnomer and a way to set up false expectations. Rakeback systems vary so much between poker sites. The weights calculated can differ. Some sites use affiliates, some don't. The key similarity is that they all charge rake to be able to offer rakeback. 
we don't charge rake. If you're a Top Shot collector, don't stress. It has been confirmed that something in the form of a credit back is coming. There is no timeline to share. Don't let it impact your day-to-day decisions. When we have news to share, we will share. So the first thing I have there is there's a, you know, in the middle there, a specific part about Rohim's quotes and stuff and how there's no timeline and we don't have anything concrete, but it does ignore that there was a timeline previously set. It was previously stated this would come before Run It Back. And, I, you know, it ends with, you know, Luke talking about how don't let it impact your day-to-day decisions. There's no timeline to share, but like the challenge is, and I think why people feel a little just upset is this was announced when the market was in a very rough place. It was used as a way to kind of stimulate and to also give people that kind of hope and that expectation that was someone was coming. So whether or not it was the intent, it was done in a way that the people, the that market did react to this rate back. We can see when it was discussed and how that market reacted and people had increased confidence knowing that Top Shot was buying into the community aspect and was willing to kind of give back to its early adopters and community. So it's a little challenging here to hear that, hey, don't worry about this. It'll come when it comes, but let's focus on this terminology when I haven't heard a single person who really cares about the terminology aspect. They just care about that, hey, this is something that was said it was going to come. Is it going to come? What is it going to look like? And so forth. And I think it just comes down to People want the communication, the transparency, and they kind of feel like there was a, um, I don't want to say a rug pull, but like, a, um, I don't know, like a sleight of hand trick. Like while we're all just trying to walk back a little bit, I would say. Yeah. It seems walk, like these statements being walked back just, but just in a, a tricky little way, bit. In a tricky way. Like by, by talking about this rake back when no one actually cares about the poker rake aspect, I guess that they're using that as a way to say, hey, we're not actually going to give that much money back because we don't charge rake. Yeah. TST, any comments on the the rake or uh, lack thereof back situation? I, I probably have the more unpopular opinion and have kind of been saying, well, not saying, but um, I used to do these videos that were the office hour recaps in which I would clip them and I would literally play what they said. Um, and they... Often what happens is great notes are taken by amazing people in the community and they're put out and then people interpret an interpretation and then it gets run with in the community. And I think that's done disservice to the community in ways, but not to their fault necessarily because it's not on purpose. And where Top Shot has maybe done a disservice is not nipping these in the butt earlier um, and letting this kind of go rampant and them knowing about it. Also them saying, let's not call it rake back they say it, they called it rake back. And I know that because uh, I was going back through all the office hours today and I was looking through every single one where uh, they talked about this, starting with Rohams, in which in the timestamps on YouTube, it says uh, marketplace fee refund or something of that sort. If you go like three office hours later, it says update about rake back in their timestamps. Um, so I don't understand necessarily why this Twitter thread, they didn't just say, we're going to stop calling it Rickback or let's call it this instead. Um, what we call it, or if they don't want to call it Rickback, then okay, announce, we call it that, we don't want to call it that. They called it that because that's what the community was calling it. And that's in office hours, they're answering questions from the community, but they were accepting it as that term, which really is irrelevant in the whole thing. Um, 
the only clip that I didn't find because I was going to clip this all together and put it out um, is I haven't found the uh, the um, the one that you're referencing in which they do say in one office hours that it's coming before run it back. But I really want to listen to that exact clip because that's what's written in people's notes. Um, but it's very possible that they said we are looking for it to happen at this point, and then the community took that as that. And I'm not blaming the people that did the notes at all. Like shout out to Jake and Bake. It's been amazing that he's been doing those for all that time. But where we just get dangerous is when people take, you know, our interpretations of office hours as fact, and then they run with it. Um, so I think there's just a little bit of caution. Um, I'm going to look back uh, when I have a little more time to find the actual clip and see what they said, because it is quite possible that they did say it because in office hours, they have spoken what they thought was true information at this time and had to go back um, but it's definitely, I think, a communication thing where they let this thing run rampant and now they're trying to end it. But instead of just doing it, okay, it was called Breakback. It's not called that. We're calling it this or we're going to name it something later. Um, and when we name it something later, you're going to also figure out what it is. Uh, but the whole time, I never thought that it was a 5%. And even in one office hours, Jacob went on saying that what people are talking about in the community is not true. And there is basically, we've gone beyond what it is. And just because, you know, it is kind of accepted by the community doesn't mean it is true. Um, but you know what? Uh, I think it's going to be more of a long-term thing where it's just like a credit back, like many other sites have. And that's kind of what Roam spoke about originally. And then it kind of has snowballed into this. Um, but uh, it hasn't really affected my decisions personally. Right. No, I think that's fair. And I think, one of the things you touched on is the way that communication has come about had, was heavily through these office hours. And these office hours, like there was no transcription provided by Top Shot. It was depending on people who in you know, have other day jobs and were just side of desk kind of listening to these and taking notes and sharing them. And they do get spread. And then those also would be shared often by members of the top of like Dapper Labs and Top Shot is like, hey, here are some great notes. Like, thanks to this person. Um, so there was that kind of confirmation bias as well, or at least not negating it. Um, and so we talk about the owners club, TJ and I have had many conversations about this. We have 1500, no more than 2000 people, but we have been very particular about how we announce communication because we've learned from what we've seen with Top Shot, where these one-on-one -on -one conversations in discord, or even the ones that are kind of communicated on our shows are similar with our office hours. Like things can very easily get confused. And uh, I think they have learned and improved um, through their blogs, through The Economist putting stuff out. But having that clear single place for information is so important. And I think that needs to continue to be drilled down. And even an example is this Twitter thread about Rakeback. Um, how many people actually saw that? Maybe five, 10% of like Top Shot users but like we're now trying to change the messaging around a topic that's been in discussion for months, I would say, but doing it through a community rep on his personal account, making this communication rather than, you know, an official communication through a top shop blog or something like that. So I think this is still something that Dapper Labs is trying to figure out what's the best way to have this communication. And as I mentioned, they've had substantial improvement, no question. Um, but I think that's where the, the lack of clear communication around this is probably where there have why there have been these kind of confused expectations and confused expectations almost always lead to disappointment somewhere. 
Shout out to our friend of the show, library asking, if we're not going to use rake back, what are we going to call it? And then someone comes in the chat with Roham Rewards. So there we go. Roham Rewards. <laughs> that would uh, that'd be quite quite a fun name. But yeah, no, thank you guys. I think both very like well thought out takes on on this situation and something that we're going to be keeping an eye on and agreed on everything with regards to the, the announcements and the communication channels. I think it's important to be as buttoned up as possible and uh, something that, like Justin said, we definitely try to do here. All right. We've got about 15 minutes left. I did want to touch on the flow fest just briefly because this is going to be beginning tomorrow. I was doing a little bit of, of research on it before the show. I know that LG from the first mint is super involved in putting this together, but uh, a little bit more of a behind the scenes look at some of the other projects that are going on in the flow universe. Obviously, everyone's well aware of, of NBA Top Shot couple other projects out there that are maybe a little bit lesser known. Uh, Justin, what do you know about Flowfest? Hi. Um, it's, it's good marketing. Um, I'll go with that. Uh, so from, from what I understand is that Flowfest is a way for um, under, uh, under, I don't want to say underappreciated because it's not appreciated, but it's just probably the lack of awareness around some of the flow projects that are out there. And there are some really cool projects that I only know a couple things about. And so when LG helped run the fest, you know, first mint fest, there were a decent amount of kind of flow projects on there. Uh, and that's how I think a lot of us kind of first got, a you know, a, a baseline level of understanding or awareness around some of those projects. And so I think this is kind of the next step to be like, hey, Flow is this larger platform. Top Shot is obviously one major part of it, but Dapper Labs has this larger vision around Flow and wanting this to be kind of a blockchain for uh, a ton of kinds of NFTs, DAOs, other applications. Um, and so the way that I've kind of seen this is that through their Discord that they've created, they are basically creating buzz, using some guerrilla marketing, some kind of social media marketing aspects, getting the community to kind of uh, do their sharing and engagement aspects. And in exchange, they're going to be providing these mystery packs. And we don't truly know what they are, but what my guess is, is that these mystery packs are going to include one-off NFTs from these various flow projects that you're probably not familiar with. And so what do we get out of it? Well, the companies that are on flow that are involved they get increased kind of brand awareness. Maybe they can bring more people into their platform. They give out NFTs so that when I get this random, I don't want to say random, but this NFT that I'm not familiar with, oh, I get it. Now I can learn more. I can dig into it and see what it is. Um, and so I think it's a cool way from what I've seen as just uh, becoming more familiar with some of those under, um, just un under publicized those flow projects that we're not as familiar with. And uh, I have a feeling they're going to continue to kind of, uh, do some cool, cool, cool entertainment, cool engagement, cool educational things. I'd say. Yep, you guys. So you guys can go definitely check that out. Maybe tune in over the next couple of days. TST, any thoughts on the the Flow Fest? You have any any hot takes on any of the other projects being built on Flow? No hot takes. Uh, I will say I was in their Discord. You know, not super early on but fairly early on once it was like tweeted about in the top shot world or whatever and it was like complete mayhem but like in the good way like it was just like hectic doing this they shut it down for i, I think the smartest thing they do is that they shut it down 
between whatever eight and the eight, whatever time zone they're using. Um, but it was absolute mayhem. You're trying to find a secret code. People are going crazy and all sort of what now is, is normal. Uh, discord kind of behavior where you know the discord's completely new to me from top shot so um if i think i would have transported myself a year from today into that flow fest i would have said what am i doing <laughs> what in the world am i doing today in this uh but yeah it seemed like a great marketing uh, on that part um, but, uh, it'll be interesting, very educational, I'm sure. So I'll try to pop in and check out different ones. And I think usually you can get some, some replay of that as well on Twitch. Um, so I'll probably pick and choose some different ones to check out. Yeah. And I mean, I, I have heard that people, you know, have just been a little turned off by the invites and all the sharing and stuff that goes on there. Uh, I, I do appreciate though, like in one of their shared contests, they specifically say like, Hey, wow, the more invites you get, the more benefits or tickets you get raffle tickets you get they're also trying to be very conscientious around like but if we catch you spamming these then you're not going then you get kicked out or whatever so i think they're trying to kind of play that line of like hey what is the right level of uh you know marketing social media strategy trying to get people to kind of join in because i think their belief is hey if we can bring people in then those people are actually going to enjoy the product so we're technically doing them a service um, but at the same time, there's also that aspect of, okay, at what point is the, you know, the, the invites aspect? Cause I, I don't know. I think most people would agree. The worst part about the discord experience nowadays is getting all the spammy and scammy. And I was unfortunately actually victim to a scam not too long ago. Um, but like, it's, it, it's just bad, but yeah. So what you're saying is that you're getting some top shot showcase vibes. <laughs> uh i think i think they learned their lesson on that one that was a hilarious experience i mean and i, I we also did something similar not not that bad but we did something similar then we did what um who was it um oh wow michael jordan lebron james um looney tunes what's the name space jam space jam there space you go jam. I, was, I was like where are you going uh, with this yeah <laughs> With, with the free NFT, with the free NFT, and we were Space Jam kind of mm -hmm. followed in. We were like, "Hey, this is a great idea, and we'll use it as a way to get people to connect to the systems and test it to make sure that they're able to, you know, hey, have the MetaMask and everything." Um, so, yeah, hey, get, definitely get it. But um, no, I, I, I trust the, you know, I, I trust Luke. I trust the team behind there. I trust LG to kind of, hey, make sure that this is the right level. And uh, from what I've seen, it's just been a very fun. Uh, I haven't gotten to, like they have trivia and stuff in there, and there's some cool things. But yeah, yeah. I think it'll be cool. I mean, LG honestly crushed it with that first Mint Fest. So I feel like that that experience alone has me confident that that they'll have this uh, nice and, and well-organized and definitely will be checking it out personally. All right. I think it's about that time of the show. Any, any final comments, thoughts before we head to the pack opening portion of the show? On no. anything. Let's do it. What are we opening? Who's opening? I don't know. Yeah, let's see. I mean, so I've got a couple. Okay. I've got a couple. Let's uh, I'll open one. Okay, cool, cool. TSD, you can or can't open one. It's completely up to you. I don't know what your pack situation is over there. I've got a WNBA, an NBA playoffs, and two base sets. What do you think? Let's get a playoff. Playoff. That's what I was thinking. Let's hit up the playoff pack. Hopefully right. I'll have a running backpack sitting in here this time next week. We'll be opening that on the show. That's the hope. 
I know, uh, I know Coop behind the scenes. Coop's been putting the names in the wheels. I know Malik is already yes. trying to say he doesn't see his name on the wheel. Uh, <laughs> Sills will be popping in soon, not seeing his either. But uh, Coop is putting on the name, so uh, wheel is being created right now. Speak on up in the chat. If you want to be added to the wheel, we'll be gifting away one of these three moments from the 2021 NBA playoffs. If only we could see who hits the like button and created a wheel that way, right, TST? That's got to yeah, be the that, Actually, yeah, we, we, we need that functionality for you to just oh, you hammer the know. like button. We actually have that ability. I, yeah, we definitely have that ability. Yeah, so make sure yeah you, you have to hit the like button. If you don't hit the like button, you're out. And if you subscribe, you get two times the chances. Yes, oh, that's yes. right. Yep, that too. Hashtag right. rigged, exclamation point. We're good. Yep, okay, cool. Where are we starting, TST? Uh, left. I like it. Nine, nine, three, one. Boban. Boban. I love Bobby. Yeah. His time on the Sixers was just, he's a, he's an absolute beauty, this guy. His, and then he started doing the commercials and yeah. Nah. Yeah. Well, I actually, you know, humble brag, but DraftKings sent me to this like Philadelphia 76ers gala event one time in Philly and and Bobby was there and a like you know he's big but it's being <laughs> near him is it's a whole nother level it's just like a literal giant of a human and did then, you shake uh, his hand no unfortunately not that would have been the that real test be like I mean I, have, I feel like his hand is honestly bigger than my head it's it's unbelievable but him and Tobias Harris were we're being really funny. They were like on the, on the stage a little bit, just, you can tell that they're just fun guys to be around. So anyway, well, and, and apparently they're best friends and like they were in the yeah. commercials oh, yeah. they together were great. as well. But and... They were getting like uh, caricatures drawn of them. <laughs> they, they were, it was a good time. So uh, yeah, that was the night I hung out with the Sixers. I like it. Door number two, two, three, one, nine, one. Ken Birch. All right. Canadian and a Raptor. There we go. He's from Montreal, actually. Do you think uh, – I guess you're more likely to sign as a free agent with Toronto if you're a Canadian. I don't probably, it probably doesn't come much into play from a draft perspective, maybe like a late second or something, if you think you have like an inside information or something. But uh, Yeah, um, like I mean, Corey Joseph is really like the, the one that maybe like really wanted to come back and, you know, he was – like successful and everything, but you know, like Canadians in general haven't, you know, like maybe if we can steal Jamal Murray, then we can maybe like bring up this topic, but uh, we haven't really, I guess right now we're finally getting our, our, you know, maybe Canadians that aren't just, you know, rotational players. We actually have some, some real guys. So maybe we'll see that in the next little bit, Uh, maybe a little Canada basketball homecoming uh, would be nice. Yeah, I'll speak outside my wheelhouse for a minute and let TJ correct me. But I do feel like in hockey, there's like definitely some hometown discounts, especially for like Canadians that want to stay up in Canada and such. And now granted, there's what, seven Canadian hockey teams? Yeah, way more Canadian hockey teams right. for sure. Yeah, I think about seven is right. Oh, oh, God, I wonder if I could name them all. That'd be a fun episode. <laughs> <laughs> Once we get some, some, you know, we've got NBA, we've got NFL Dapper coming. Once we get a little, a little NHL action, that would be my wheelhouse. You, you a hockey guy, TSD? Just, just, no, I'm just uh, because your Canadian doesn't mean that I should stereotype. <laughs> no, I'm actually anti. I'm actually anti hockey. I think because I'm a Canadian. I'm not actually anti hockey. I'm just anti. 
if you grew up, you know, in the early 2000s in Canada and was a basketball fan, all sports center and all, uh, you know, those highlight shows, all they did was hockey. Basically, it would be like, okay, we're going to watch the hockey highlights for 10 minutes. We're going to talk hockey analytics for like 15 minutes. We are going to show the Raptors highlights and then the scores of the other NBA games. Then we're going to show all the hockey highlights again, and then we're going to do our top 10. And that was your sports so i actually like the game of hockey i just hate how it was like the only thing covered growing up when i was a huge basketball fan now it's much better up here and we have tons of basketball coverage so it's okay it's like the tebow effect like it's not that i really dislike tebow it's just he's the only thing that was on my tv for like a five-year period or something yeah no uh, we, didn't, we didn't have that problem in Florida about just hockey being on the TV 24-7. Weird. I don't know. No Panthers? No Panthers <laughs> takes constantly? Lightning. Well, I mean, nowadays. But all we do is win, except for the Lightning are right so now. good at hockey. That is, I mean, that's a whole other thing, but they're yeah. just a really good hockey team. Okay, we're going to open a third moment here. Final one of the night. 8049. Bobby Bobby. That is a perfectly... Adequate pack you pulled there, TJ. Milwaukee Bucks. Little champ Championship badge. badge in the house. And not too bad. Not too bad. For the playoffs. Right. Championship and playoff badge. That's good. Pretty good. All righty. What should we give away here? Let's see. TSC, do you want to, do you want to rip one or I'll rip one? Uh, let me see what I have. You rip one okay. and then I'll see what I got kicking around here. Okay. Yeah, let's do a quick rip then. We'll make it, we're gonna make it a fun wheel. All right. TJ, you can figure out what you want to add there. I'll take a look as well. Check uh, I was looking at the blog earlier. Oh yeah, we got the Milwaukee news that was announced. Um, got a couple of a couple of friends, couple of names that we recognize. That one that Milwaukee tip off. Yeah, that's uh, pretty awesome stuff. I know we covered that on the last show, but glad to see they're doing that. Okay. Let's, uh, should we go with the playoff as well? Yeah, let's, let's do, do another playoff. NBA. Okay. Why not? All right, here we go. All right, where are we going? Same order? Go left, right? Yeah, let's do it. Right down the line. All right, hoping for a better. Oh, number 40? 40? What? That's the lowest cereal I've ever pulled. I that think. is a, that's nice. Wow. It's the Canadian luck, baby. That's a nice pull. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be the one to come back to the Raptors. Uh, I think it was MB Levy was uh, calling him for potential uh, MVP this year. Uh, that was quite crazy, but it's probably just because <laughs> Levy lives in New York. But it is what it is. That's a I, I'm flabbergasted. That's a that's a good pull. Okay, number two, thirty-six, seven, five, eight. Cameron Payne. Little sun right there. I like it. Okay. Nice assist. Yeah. <laughs> not too bad. Not too bad. All right. And third one, number 3750, decent cereal, Sterling Brown. Sterling Brown. I don't know much about Sterling Brown. I don't either. Let's see, I think it's a top shot debut. Yep, it is. Yep. All right, cool, cool. Um, 
I, so that's my first Sterling. I'm gonna keep the 40. I will gift the Cameron Payne. Uh, so love my sons, but I will gift that. Uh, and I'm gonna and... gift the, the Ken Birch in honor of the Canadian brother and on the show Ooh. tonight. I like that, I like that. All right. Should we go wheel or TSC? You got one. You want I go one here. Obviously, no pressure. Yeah. It's up to you. Yeah, you don't. You should be able to add it now. I got you. Um, what am I gonna rip here? Uh, WNBA or locker pack? What's the locker pack like? I, it'll just be recycled. Just, yeah, so. just recycled. Mm, that's right. It's just like it's, the combination of all the moments. It's, it's, it's only it's cool gonna be all all junk. Yeah, it's only cool if you get like the random, you know, one like Lamelo or whatever. So let's do the WNBA. Then. Let's do WNBA. Okay. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I didn't get a birthday one either. We gifted out fifty of them, but um, I haven't seen any of those opened yet either. I wonder what the music is for the birthday. Do they get? There should be some kind oh, of cool birthday. Oh, I haven't happy checked on that song? either. Yeah. I'm not going to put the music because then I can't hear That's anything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, fine. <laughs> All right. Keep it going. Beat number 40 cereal. We're going low. We're going low. 2708. Tia Cooper. What's your uh, WNBA knowledge? Be honest. Uh, mine's pretty low. Uh, more, I know the players from when they were in college. Oh, interesting. Because, uh, you know, I check in and I'm a huge college basketball March Madness fan, so when I, I check in in the women's too, but so you know, I know I know most of the UConn players basically from that. But, <laughs> Maybe uh, UConn, Stanford, right? Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. No, I I. It's funny. Some of the DFS guys, like we had Adam Levitan on a show a little while back. All right. So Tiffany Hayes and some of these DFS guys have been playing like WNBA DFS like hardcore. Oh, um, sick. And like no, like can do like comps for like, hey, this is like this NBA player and such, but. Nah, my my knowledge is definitely minimal. Tried to tried to learn a little through this, and I'm sure we'll get a bit more familiarity. But yeah, yeah, like the run it backs, I was super uh, into. I don't know, yeah. like how I didn't get a pack. Um, so I was pretty upset about that. I even opened up a ticket because I didn't know. But it was also I was teaching at the time, so I didn't get to see my queue number immediately. But I saw it like one minute or two minute after it had started. And I was like right on the cusp. So I don't know. And that was oh. the the drop. They had the little problem where it was like mm. you couldn't hit the buy button. So yeah, I, heard I don't know where I was at in the queue specifically. Um, and considering I haven't heard back, I guess I was like, <laughs> I don't know, the last person in that number that didn't the, get one. So those takes those take some time sometimes. I know there's definitely been some times where like someone sees a pack show up on their account like two months later. So mm. So I don't have to blame my students just yet is what you're telling me. There you go. No, just give them a movie and wait for the next backdrop. <laughs> Thursday. Thursday's movie day. All right. Big, strong finish. Whoa. Dejana Carrington, Carrington. Leia. <laughs> I'll take the like a lot of words at first. Ooh, rookie. Ooh, All lots right. of badges. All right. Like Love that. that. Yeah, That's yeah. good enough. All right. Uh, cool, cool. I will give out uh, the Tiffany Hayes. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Alrighty. That is almost the uh, almost let's see, what is the number for this serial? Yeah, eleven one two six out of eleven two five. That's pretty high up there. Okay. Yeah, the uh, two six makes you seem like it's almost a perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's Producer uh Coop. let's get let's these. spin that wheel. 
All right, so we've got the Kem Birch. We've got Cameron who do we have from you, Justin Cameron, Cameron Payne. Payne. And uh, the one that TST just mentioned. Tiffany Hayes. There you go, Tiffany Hayes. Hayes. Okay. We'll go in that order. All right, we'll do quick three ones. Let's spin these wheels. And uh, let's see, it has been a snooze fest of a Monday night football game tonight. We got 10-3 Colts after that. Basically, first play of the game, Jonathan Taylor had a 75-yard touchdown. <laughs> and winner number one is Chris McCabeard. 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 All right. Congratulations, Chris. Sorry for butchering your name. In exchange for that, TJ will gift you the moment. Send us a DM on Twitter at Own the Moment NFT, please. That, that's the best way to get a hold of us. Yes. On to the next one here for the Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne. So you're not a big NFL guy, TST, being from Canada? Or, no, no, uh, I'm, uh, there? I'm a big NFL guy. Oh, um, nice. I don't, I don't watch CFL. I only watch NFL. Buffalo, um, or do you have a team? Uh, so, Jose, NF- Jose, NFL. I had the hardest time because you know, there wasn't really a team. I went to a couple bills tailgates and games. So I was kind of like the bills for a little bit when I was like 11 or 12 or so. Uh, the chiefs had Dante hall as a return man and they started off like 10 and 0 that year. Um, so I liked the chiefs for a while. Um, and then my roommate in university was from Kansas city for that. I lived with for four years. So I became a chiefs fan. Then they drafted a guy from McGill. Uh, and then now I get to uh, actually have a reason to to jump on the Mahomes bandwagon. And there's nothing I hate more than fans that jump around. So um, the fact that I have a reason to actually say I'm a Chiefs fan, other than just that they're winning right now, uh, makes me uh, happy enough. Laurent DuVernay Tardif? That's Tardif. Tardif, okay. Laurent. They call him Larry down there because <laughs> there's no way. That makes sense. Great guy. All right, great let's spin guy. the final wheel here. Nice. McGill, good school. Got some friends that went there. All right, final one for Tiffany Hayes. Let's see. Spinning, spinning. Stan loves a regular. Dan loves, Dan loves Tiffany. Let's go. There you go. Congratulations, Stan. Stan. Congratulations, Tiffany. Jose. Congratulations to the one who won the first one, uh, Chris Mick, uh, Mick, Mick, Mick Beard. Mick, Mick Beard. <laughs> Mick Beard. Congrats to the winners. Send us a DM. We will make sure that we gift you on over those moments. All right. All right. We got two, two quick things. I know we're running over. We we'll make it really fast. One we is we have already announced it, but uh, the big news. The, so coming up in now, three weeks from now, we will not be having an OTM show because we will be live in New York City at the tap house for the otm the toc event food drinks sponsored by prize picks before the monday night football game with the giants playing kicking off nft nyc gonna be a blast if you are a current member in the owners club you have early invitation access or go to the toc events channel for anyone not in the owners club but still interested keep an eye on the otm discord we will then be giving next level of invites to the otm discord um, and if you are not in the OTM Discord, well, you should just join it. But if not, we'll then open to the public if there are still spots available after the TOC and OTM Discord have their uh, first right of refusals. 
So that's going to be fun. And then second thing is next Monday, uh, we have a great, uh, really exciting show coming up. There is a new, uh, basically a new NFT venture that we're going to help uh, introduce, which gives you an ability to actually, uh, trying to think of the right word I can use because we're, uh, you have the ability, because there was a there's a financial word that I cannot use. Um, you have the ability to basically buy into a player's career early on in their career and get opportunities to then get their NFTs throughout their entire career. Uh, so it's a way to really make a bet on a player. Um, if you think, you know, hey, that player has the opportunity to blow up, you get the opportunity to really buy into them through NFTs before they even have like a rookie card in the NBA. So very cool opportunity we'll dive into next Monday. Um, yes, somebody might have mentioned the word in chat. Uh, I just <laughs> cannot use that word because um, that is not what we are doing. We are just, uh, you know, buying collectibles and have the opportunity to buy more collectibles if that player does really well in their career. I'm excited. That should be a fun show. Love it. So lots coming to you over the next couple of weeks. We'll, of course, be back on Wednesday night for the Owners Club Strategy Show. TST, final words for the people. Of course, let them know where they can find you as well. Yeah, just uh, thanks for having me on the show. It was a great time. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at NBA Top Shot Talk. And most of my content is on YouTube. The channel is NBA Top Shot Talk. Um, and you can check me out there. Feel free to ever reach out, Discord, Twitter, whatever, DMs. Got any questions? I love talking Top Shot with anyone. And thanks again for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining the show. Awesome guest tonight. And uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch as we kick off this new Series 3 of Top Shot in the near future. So that's going to do it for the night. On behalf of Justin, on behalf of Top Shot Talk, and of course, producer group behind the scenes, I'm TJ Lasig. We'll see you guys next time.